Hello, hello, hello. Joe will be with us shortly, folks. Um, hey, we've got a guest on the show today at 12.15. Ben Lakoff from uh, Charged Particles will be joining us. Hey. Um, some really cool shit. I'm just telling everybody that uh, Ben from Charged Particles is going to join us, which is uh, a cool concept. We've seen some other similar things before, so I'm interested to kind of hear from him what... Uh, what uh, what they're doing and how they're doing it and how they're going after the market, but uh, it looks like a cool project. So excited to excited to chat with him, and of course, um, you know we're in a uh, colossal clusterfuck right now, Joe. What's that? What happened? Well, just in general, have you looked at the fucking prices? <laughs> Not today. Um, oh, let me give you a little update. Is it down again? I it was looking. Well, up. it was down in the twenty ones. Now we're yeah. back up to twenty two six six seven, and Ethereum's at twelve forty seven. Yeah, uh, I meant to go see and look and see where um, where STETH is. If that's still a good, uh, if that's still an arbitrage opportunity. Let me take a look here real quick and see where we are with STETH. Uh, it is still looking good. STETH's at 1181.96, while Ethereum's at 1247. So, Do we know the weighting in that pool? That uh, I don't curve? know where it is right now. Yeah. Um, and I actually should probably figure out how to look that up. I guess uh, you go over to the curve and take a look. I don't know. Let me look. Let yeah, me we look. did talk about Coinbase laying off 18% yesterday, right? Uh, not No, they were. Oh, yeah. I no, mean, no. we've they're talked like, about it in the past, the layoffs, but they're laying off more. Yeah, this is Tuesday. Yeah, today. Um, 18% of the workforce, uh, they're saying crypto winner. Yeah, I'm like, well, it's not like it, you didn't know it was coming, Chumley. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's Armstrong, you know, yeah, showing us how smart he is. Oh, let me share a screen. So, um, uh, yeah, there's some serious imbalance still in the... Uh, curve pool if i'm reading this correctly um 484,290 steth so 79.87 percent oh it's getting worse yeah 20.1 percent of eth in that pool so that's uh that's Let's pretty check, fucking ugly check in on usdd the tron stable i saw yeah, that was so, at 98 oh, oh wait you got to check out this tweet fucking justin thinks he's fucking clever so he's trolling everybody. He doesn't know how to fucking read the room. I mean, this guy is a piece of fucking work. Um, look at this tweet. So you remember this tweet from our buddy Doe? Yeah. When they were in the middle of the total fucking meltdown? Yep. Look what this piece of shit did today. He said the same thing. Same fucking thing. And I know he thinks he's clever trolling trolling the, the, you know, the DeFi world. But he's just a real piece of shit. You know, I mean, it's just like, dude, seriously, making light of that shit. Um, let's see where you is. Oh, fucking. Uh, Look at 98.2. Go to coin 98. So it's still yeah. hanging at 98, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It hasn't. Uh, let me look at the one day. It got all the way down to 97.8. And then it's kind of crawling back out right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Trying yeah, to. no. There'll be more coming to the party at this point. What did he say? Two billion Bitcoin in there? Yeah. Well, supposedly I saw something that they bought. They already converted 450 million of it into USDT. Oh. So they're changing their backings into stables at this point, which 
Oh, gosh, I, I wonder, wonder if that's a lesson they could have learned before they deployed this fucking stupidity. Well, I heard something about, um, what was it? Uh, there's just so much going on um, <laughs> and so many fronts. There was something about him that I had just heard recently, but I maybe it was somebody else. But I did hear one thing that I thought this was kind of interesting, a little off topic, but Japan makes online insults punishable by one year in prison. <laughs> What? So the tweeting and shit like that, if you insult somebody, you go to jail for a year. What the fuck? Is that fuck? fucking hysterical or what? Holy shit, that's some serious nanny. Well, that's some re reality TV star was bullied to death or something like that in Japan. With, wow, uh, that's a like ridiculous overreaction. Yeah, well, you know, they don't do anything until they do something. Um, wow. But wow. I think, you know, look, that's, that's, where, it's, that's where it's going. You know, when they take down this free social media law that we got going on now where you can't be sued for uh, misstatements, that's going down within the next year. Yeah. And so because they have to clean this mess up. This is just too crazy. But I thought that was interesting, the first one. But more important one was there's a Wharton professor, Jeremy Siegel, who's really famous as far as stock watching. And he thinks the S&P 500 is already priced in a recession in bear market. And his really? point. Yeah. His point is that, look, historically, recessions shave I think he says 31% off of the S&P 500 index. But that is kind of skewed a bit because it also includes the, you know, dot-com crash and the Great Recession, which were higher than 31. So it pulled it out. And we're already down almost 20% this year in the S&P 500. So wow. his thinking is that we're, done. we're closer to the bottom at this That's point. interesting. It's not quite there. So, um, but that was kind of interesting. Wait a minute. What did he say? Eamon said they can control their tweet hate, but not their bond yields over there in Japan. <laughs> Are they still negative? They must still be negative. They've been negative I would for, assume. you know, so long. I mean, that's when we came out of the buddy of mine worked at Japan desk for a number of years in their buildup, but also when their bubble popped at treasury. And, um, you know, it, it, we studied that like crazy in 2008 because yeah. the thing was, you know, Japan, Japanese did it a little bit incorrect because they didn't flood the market with liquidity. They went more of uh, trimming liquidity, which then gets you into slow deflationary thing. And that's right. why we're so we don't really care. Well, I'm except we don't care, but inflation is the lesser of two evils. Right. So, you know, my feeling is unless that, you can't feed your family. Yeah, well, that's a macro opinion. I guess it I'm goes either way though. Yeah. If you don't make any opinion. money because the economy's in the shitter, you can't yeah. feed your family. And if you can't buy the food because it's too expensive, you can't feed your family. But yeah. Yeah, no, I mean but there's so much social safety net here. I don't see how, I mean, we just stimmied out like $8 trillion to everybody. And, you know, people still can't get jobs and feed their families. Yeah. I mean, wages are like higher than they've ever been. I mean, what's the McDonald's labor wage? 15 bucks an hour? Yeah. And what's the minimum wage for restaurant workers in California? It's something like seventeen fifty. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so, I mean, they're making money. And I don't see how people, I mean, if you don't got a job, get a job. I mean, people are quitting jobs left and right to take a better job. That means there's vacancies where they left. Yeah, look, so, I think there are plenty of vacancies uh, out there in the market. You have to live in the place where they are and you have to be qualified for those for some of those jobs. So it's a mixed bag. But I totally agree with you that there are opportunities out there. I think yeah. it's, um, um, I think it's, um, Look, I, I think it goes both ways. The problem is, is that the rate of inflation is far exceeding 
uh, the rate of the inflation of wages. And so while the CPI is at 8.6, the actual real inflation rate is supposedly somewhere in the north of 20%. And mm-hmm. when you, because they don't factor in gas, they don't factor in um, rents properly. So they don't factor petrol into the CPI? No. No, I was just listening to that guy the other day that I was talking about yesterday, talking about that. I mean, he could be wrong, I guess, but he sounded very authoritative. Um, And so he was saying the real rate's over 20%, which, you know, look, it's not easy out there. I mean, friggin', I could afford a, I have a plug-in hybrid, so I don't buy any gas, rarely, unless I'm driving more than like 30 miles. So for me, I'm not feeling that impact, but I'm certainly feeling, you know, jacked up electrical costs every month, especially in the summer in Miami. Not, not that I'm oh, yeah. doing a woe is me here, but um, anyway. So um, look, I, I hope he's right that that's the, the bottom is factored in already. And we're, you know, that we're there. Um, that would be nice. That'd no, be he just nice. said he thinks we're closer to it. If yeah. you know, there's a difference between 31% and 20%. Sure. And so he's kind of saying, I think that there's somewhere around 10 more percent to go down from wherever it was in January. Yeah, not not. It wouldn't be from today necessarily. Eamon said they lost their peg on the yield curve control. I guess where this is Japan, uh, on the bond yield. They lost their peg on the on the yield curve control. It mooned the other day. Oh, so. well. Also, you know the the yield curves all flipped here like two days ago, and that's the number one recession indicator. Yeah, because everybody starts taking money out of long term stuff and moving it into shorter term things, and that's why the yields flip. Yeah. Um, Couple other things, uh, Ripple. Yeah, Ripple's, Ripple's council's not fucking around. Yeah, I mean, he it says, looks like it. He says, know. like a hammer, wanting everything to be a nail. The SEC is keeping everything murky so it can argue every crypto is a security. Look, you know, I've often said that I feel like the lack of clarity is like a honey pot, right? It's it's a way to get people to continue to do it because. Ultimately, the incentives, um, I think, are misaligned. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because you'll start crying over there. For what? <laughs> you'll start. You'll start being. You'll start being worried about where I'm going with it. So I'm not going to no, do a no, full blown no, rant. But I do think that. Look, I mean, we know that the lack of clarity is what causes hesitation in the space, um, causes Americans to think twice about uh, staying here and building, and it causes foreign projects to block Americans taking part in their projects uh, because nobody knows for sure. So, um, well, look on the ladder, I say, fuck all the projects, just strap up a VPN and go do what you're going to do. Well, it's not illegal course. here. Of course, of course. No, it's not illegal as a user, obviously, no. right? Obviously. Uh, what did he say? By bringing enforcement actions or threats of potential enforcement, the SEC attends to bully, bulldoze, and bankrupt crypto innovation in the U.S., all in the name of impermissibly expanding its own jurisdictional limits. Like a hammer yeah. wanting everything to be a nail. I already said that. I don't know. You know, lawyers, everybody always positions with shit. He's taking an inflammatory position because probably something went against him. Probably. But Look, I think the problem with all of those 2017 projects or whatever is that, um, you know, it wasn't so much that it was the offering that they're in trouble for, that they're all right. trying to sort out, the fundraising part. 
um, because that's where all the gray area is. I mean, you're supposed to we were registered everything back in the dot com days. Yeah. Uh, the law firm was filing every single possible thing, even private placements, everything yep. with the SEC. So it's a pain in the ass. But it's, you know, it's it's the the board we're on, basically. You know, that's the regulatory landscape. I think Ripple should just I don't know where that is now. I don't pay attention because I think it's a piece of shit anyhow. But, um, you know, they should just settle or get this done. Pay a fine. Quit whining. No, I think they, everybody after you at this. point. Well, I look, I, I, I applaud the fact that they're fighting because at the end of the day, it'll bring clarity or it'll, you know, uh, at the end of the day, it'll bring some clarity because they're fighting at the core for what actually does and does not become a security. So, uh, yeah, hey, but they're not like everything else. They're a completely different type of token. Well, that's true. But the, 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 the evidence that they're basing it upon is the conversations within the SEC that were being kept private about Ethereum not being a security. And the SEC doesn't want that on the record. And so I think that's where we get some clarity. But anyway. Well, okay, uh, final point, final point. Yeah. So if that is the case, then, um, you know, it seems to me that, you know, what? Ethereum's proof of work, or it certainly was back then. Sure. And XRP is not. Correct. So I can make an argument that Ethereum's not a security under that point, but Ripple is. No, that's I mean, a good way make- to frame it. And I have no idea what the... The, the details of the arguments are back. And I forth. think you just got two big law firms running up tabs, going at it in DC. Yeah, probably. You know, so. Those guys are $2,000 an hour. Yeah, okay. Exactly. So, you know, they don't want it to settle. Yeah, of course. Let's drag of this course. shit out 10 years, man. Of course. Uh, tomorrow, I want to talk about this project. I sent you the link in our group, Joe uh, Railway. It's a um, smart contract based privacy wallet. Uh, for DeFi works with uh, most of the protocols in the space. It's actually pretty cool. I read through the details of how it functions. It's interesting. So, but we have a guest today. Yeah, I saw that. Yes. So, Ben, welcome, welcome to DeFi Lunch and the chaos that is DeFi Lunch. How are it, you today? I'm man? sure it's chaos right now. I'm doing yeah. well. How are you guys doing? Good, good, hey, buddy. buddy. Good, man. Good. Hey, do we pronounce your last name Lakoff or Lakoff? Lakoff. Yeah. Awesome. Looks All like right. Lakoff, pronounced like Lakoff. All right, I screwed it up at the people. intro. So today, right. today we have joining us uh, Ben Lakoff, and Ben is with Charged Particles. So Ben, if you could uh, first intro yourself to us, kind of give us a little bit of your background, if you don't mind, and then um, let's talk about the project and how it came about and what you're building. Sure. Uh, ben Lakoff, American, spent... 10 years outside of the US. So I'm, I'm more of a diet American at, at this point. But um, background in finance, got into crypto in 2016 via angel investing. Uh, so I have my CFA. I, I, I know a lot of these things that you probably d- discuss on here and have been tinkering in crypto for a long time. Got involved with uh, Charge Particles summer of 2020. So um Rob Secord is the original founder, visionary of Charge Particles. And I mean, he he got the Twitter handle DeFi NFT in February 2020. So a little foresight nice. to nice. where these things were going. Nice. The com- uh, composability uh, of both of these aspects in new, unique ways. And um, I joined him in summer of 2020. Uh, I was a mentor at a, uh, a Web3 accelerator called Kernel. Um, and yeah, we've both been full-time on it since October of 2020 and, uh, building charge particles into what it is today. That's awesome. So tell us, um, tell us what charge particles is. 
Yeah, so Charge Particles is an NFT protocol that allows you to take your NFT, give it a smart wallet, so that NFT can hold other assets. So what this looks like is you can create bundles or baskets of your NFT owning other assets, other NFTs, other fungible tokens. We have integrations with Aave and Compound, so your NFT can earn yield. It's not like a magic yield uh, wand, but it's through Ave. But this was like the original thing that really got Rob and, and me, like the yeah. idea of having your NFT with a principal amount and accumulated interest amount that could equate to something else within that ecosystem, whether it be power within a game, accumulated yield, you know, I can battle you, you steal my yield, these sorts of things. Um, but that that was kind of the original inception of, of Charge Particles. Wow, nice. Um, and in terms of kind of the use cases going forward, we you know you just talked about kind of battling and using them for gaming or whatever. What are some other things that you guys are are positioning it for? Yeah, so ultimately it's an NFT protocol. So the, there's so many different use cases within all of these different verticals. So uh, we actually our SDK comes out in the next couple of weeks. So the idea of taking this as the building block that it is and building other things on top of it. But at this point, I mean, with our DAP, it's more of a, a proof of concept of like showing people what they can do with it. And then once the SDK is here, it's like actually, you know, take this building block, plug it into whatever you have planned. But I would kind of categorize them into art. So this is um, somebody creating an a, a art NFT, filling it full of social tokens, filling it full of um interest bearing assets a portion of that interest going to charity um a couple weeks ago we had a, a, a i don't know if you saw the um the news but like um there was a, a mural in memphis with a hundred thousand dollars uh nested inside of it earning interest and if wow. you go visit the mural in real life uh you get a po app and those po app holders decide it, it votes um, based on the number of POAPs you have on where that interest is directed to what charity. Nice. So it's like a really, really cool uh, physical, digital POAPs, you know, identity, uh, voting, uh, charity, all, all of these things kind of rolled up into one really, really magnificent piece. So that would be like art and, and it is kind of a lot of those things um, within gaming. I mean, we have a gaming guild um, actually on Thursday, we have a, another round of of this game going live. It's called Polygorn. So uh, you battle these little monsters together, nest different things inside of them, which gives them more power. Um, hmm. So that would be gaming. Uh, and then like uh, financial is another big use case. So vesting capsules, DAO capsules. But the, the, the idea is that if you're raising funds um, and, and want to bring on investors, instead of directing them to a, a, a vesting contract on Etherscan or, or some vesting portal, you can actually wrap that uh, vesting contract, or put that into an NFT and send, send the NFT with the tokens inside of it on day one. So the investor can transfer it to a new wallet, use it as collateral or, or what have you. Bless you, Brad. Thank you. Good, good, good mute, right? Right. Just in the nick of time. I, I felt time. it coming. I felt it coming. <laughs> So um, are these capable of being time locked as well or uh, other other actions on the blockchain that can impact whether the say in the token example, those are unlocked or yield yeah. is unlocked for yield bearing assets, whatever? 
Yes, a hundred percent. And like the time lock is it's so so this smart wallet has many of the features that a normal wallet has. You know, you can put um, different assets in it. You can time lock it. You can do vesting in it. So all of these aspects kind of trickle into the game or art or the financial use cases, um, uh, allowing for more flexibility within this NFT. Nice. And it, is this something that um, end users can actually utilize and, and make use of? Is there a UI to this or is this more of a B2B uh, integration yeah. type play? No, there's definitely a UI. So if you click on uh, launch uh, launch app, that will take us take take you to our DAP. And I mean, this thing has been live since uh, um, 2020, 2021, nice. February. Um, but you can mint an NFT. It's free to mint. Um, so it, standard kind of minting contract. Right. Um, but the, the real secret sauce is like in the manage page. So this is when you have minted an NFT. Uh, so currently we're only allowing NFTs from... Uh, minted on charge particles or okay. rareable. And then we're actually starting whitelisting other NFT contracts, but it was kind of gated um, at first, but we're slowly ramping out. We actually um, last month or end of, geez, end of uh, May, I think. No, end of April. Man, it's like a time warp, especially with <laughs> the, uh, uh, bear market. Jesus Christ. What is today? Tuesday? Today is, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Tuesday. We're in June Reddit. now. Holy moly. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, end of April, I guess, because uh, it definitely wasn't May. Um, we we had um, uh, Particlon, which is an NFT drop, go live. Uh, so this is a, a 10 or 3,000 generative drop. Super cool art, but each NFT minted had a utility token inside of it. So this was like the first uh, generative drop built using charge particles, contracts, ability to be energized. Um, so there's a bunch of cool stuff coming up uh, at NFT NYC. There's like some AR scavenger hunts, uh, which each particle hidden in the city will be filled with partner tokens. So it's this nice. gift basket filled with a bunch of goodies. Very nice. In terms of the partners that you're that you're working with, you got do you guys have partners that are already kind of um, in progress of of planning things they're going to do with this once the SDK is available? I mean, are there some things you can talk about? With some of the things they're planning to do? Yeah, I mean, um, yes, there's a bunch of people that said they're super looking forward to it and they can't wait and they're kind of lined up. <laughs> But we'll see like when the rubber hits the road. And, sure. and this is like the um, the beta release of our SDK. So we're kind of building with a few partners and making a lot of assumptions. But, um, you know, the, an SDK isn't a one size fits all sort of sort of delivery. So this will be an iterative approach. Um, but like, I mean, all of the different things that are happening within our gaming guild, for instance, um, this it, it, we're doing it in a very like Flintstone-y sort of way of like, okay, everyone needs to lock uh, time lock these things in in your character by this time and go to the charge particles DAP and you need to put this NFT and this um, token inside your uh, your battle character by this time. So it's it works, but it's like there's a lot of friction and learning, but sure. it's a slow way of onboarding people into like what what's possible with charge particles. And we're live on Polygon too. So it's a, it's a, oh, it's good. not a gas disaster to do these. Things <laughs> because That's good. 
I mean, it's uh, this this was part of the reason why we went live on Polygon, right? It's like the the ability of this protocol and what we can do are 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 like we say the possibilities are endless, but they really are. Like you, these composable pieces all put together, but every time you interact with the blockchain, it costs a little gas, and if gas uh, gas way is over fifty, that little gas is a lot of gas, which is not fun. Yeah. In terms of, you know, look, I mean, the like you said, the possibilities are endless um, for the uses of this. Um, From your perspective, do you guys find it um, difficult as you're talking about the the project? Um, I I mean, I'm sure there are these temptations to like focus in and hone on on one use case and just harp on that. But at the same time, you think, well, wait, there's all these other things we could be doing. How have you guys kind of balanced out trying to communicate all the possibilities to the to given you know markets? Great question. Um, and the short answer is probably not as well as we could um, because this is it, hindsight. It probably would have made sense to like split into almost like two divisions, like the protocol and then one specific DAP. Right. Uh, we we had thought that like the art would be um, kind of and that's kind of the way it was set up is like the art dap this is for artists but now we've bolted on like people using the art dap for financial uh, applications we've had um i think 30 million dollars locked in these vesting capsules by um projects raising funds um or selling otc to their investors you know so there's good use cases there so it's we didn't want to like Limit it. Uh, push on that use case. So it, yeah. uh, we're it's with the SDK, uh, and we have another like wallet manager. Um, we'll be able to build these things and like spin up new DApps that are that are much more specific, and it will be will be a lot easier. You know, you'll have like the more financial focused DApp, and then the more art focused DApp, and the gaming focused DApp, and then the SDK that kind of like wraps those all together, but. Yeah, to answer your question, probably not as well as we could because um, we do get excited about a lot of these use cases and we get like just enough traction with each of them that it (laughs) could be like something very interesting. Um, Yeah, so we're kind of like uh, still still throwing a lot at the wall and like seeing what sticks the most. Um, But ultimately we exist to be this NFT protocol. So showing all of the possibilities is, is part of part of the role. Sure. I get it. Now I would be your worst nightmare um, on your team because you know, there'd be 12 ideas a day. You know? Oh so, yeah. We know. Yeah. Brad. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of bad ideas. It's like, give me, give me, no, give me tons of bad ideas. Cause you know, if you like keep throwing enough bad ideas at the wall, like eventually you're probably going to come up with either a good one or one that's so terribly like atrociously laughably bad that it's actually pretty good <laughs> yeah right right absolutely well and i look i think it's funny we were just talking about um uh there's a, a, a streaming payments protocol called superfluid and yep. they are very much want to be a protocol like you right and but and i'm not telling you how you should go to market. So it's, and cause there is no right answer ever. Um, but we were talking last week about the fact that two competitors launched with a focus from a marketing perspective on just pay your 
your your community people and your team members in your project with streaming payments, right? Um, the funny thing is, is that within Superfluid, you can do exactly what these other protocols are doing, but their traction and uptake was something that was very simple for them to mm. um, communicate to a specific niche market. So, but I think it's interesting because you guys have a fairly robust community, right? One of the things I thought is, is, is there is an opportunity for teams within the community to actually go after specific markets, right? And, and do the biz dev for you so that, you know, your limited team can, can focus on building the protocol and making it stronger and communicating and training developers. Anyway, uh, it's just, it's an interesting quandary. It's a common one with kind of development focused, SDK focused, along with having a user use case uh, thing. It's, it's just a normal thing. After all my time in tech, it's like this never ending story. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's, it's very valid. Well, and, and the reality, I mean, with web three in general, we're all very early. And even these projects that have a bit of perceived traction, it's not clear like how sure, like there's very few projects with true product market fit within right. web three space. Yep, And it's not a product of like stupid teams or, or, Wrong, incorrect approaches right. it's just there's a very small pool of people that are like dabbling within web3 in in a way that's not highly speculative you know let me buy this uh jpeg and hope it goes to a, a hundred million dollars so i can buy a, a lambo that's wrapped in dogecoin and uh laugh all the way to the bank you know <laughs> well and i think look i think the thing that's probably most powerful for for what you guys are doing is that <laughs> having an NFT with functionality, right? It leads to all kinds of things. Like there are, there is potential for entire other products to be yeah. built around what you're doing. And so ideally what you want is people with ideas in the world to come and say, Oh, I can use this to build my DAP or I can build this to integrate this with that. Um, and, and that really is the goal. And I think then it becomes a product of saying, Hey, here's all the possible things, you know? Um, and I often say that, um, projects like this, technologies and protocols, um, often the things that seemed the most obvious at the beginning are not the things that really make them take off, right? It's yeah. actually something that somebody thought of using it in some strange way um, that was never even on the radar. So Yeah, and that, that that's exactly right. And that's, this is why we love doing conversations like this. And we have a community call every every Wednesday and we've segmented into a number of different guilds within our discord so each each guild has its own guild leader that's focused on solving problems within that niche uh, and that nice. use case of nfts and charge particles is at, at the front of mind of thinking like how this can be um, used there because like you know we're in our own little echo chamber of yeah we have a great team of 12 people and and super smart people that are very passionate about charge particles nfts web3 but like the brain the cumulative brain power of a community of a couple thousand people that are very passionate about it will uh will trump that all day long yeah well and the risk in niching down into an uh, a, a a vertical or adapt focus is that you then focus all of the protocol on that or too much of the protocol on that. And then you don't end up with something that people can use to create things you never imagined. Right. So exactly. I definitely understand exactly. that. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it's finding, finding a balance, right? Because I I mean, ultimately we do have limited time resources, money. So finding some sense of product market fit that kicks off enough revenue to sustain the business and the operations um, long, long term. I mean, eventually we have a, we have a governance token. We, we have this plan to follow progressive decentralization and have a community owned project, but like, you know, that, it's progressive decentralization, not like snap your fingers and then it's community owned and operated. Because yeah. take this, guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, in, in terms of, um, I lost my whole train of thought. You have any questions, Joe? While I get, yeah, no, lots. I mean, go. No, first, great to meet you, Ben. Yeah, um, likewise. Super cool project. Um, you know, we've always we've been involved in a couple other NFT projects. Well, many of them actually, but. You know, I've always been trying to figure out when you can start getting yield off NFTs and start staking them. And that's what always attracts me. And I'm, and I'm in the website. I love that you can mint a particle here for, it says, for free, right? Is yeah, yeah. Free minting? Yeah. It is. Um, so that's pretty cool. I mean, because you can mint these NFTs for free. Um, I'm curious about, I looked at the leptons. And I guess, is that where you're talking about, like, you stake NFTs to get yield? or Because I know you said it could only be NFTs on Rarible. And I think within charged, but can you take an NFT on another project from variable and somehow stake it here and get yield on it? So the original plan with leptons was this would be um, like liquidity mining within NFTs, encouraging people to stake assets and earn yield within NFTs. Uh, So we sold these leptons in February, 2021, like at our launch party. And they were yield multiplying uh, leptons or NFTs. So the idea of earning interest in your NFT, and then when you deposit this other NFT, this lepton inside, it it increases the amount of INX that you earn. So this will still go live. It's just been pushed back a, a bit on the roadmap. But it, but again, the the yield that's subsidized in INX, our governance token. Um, but the yield is just earned from Aave in that case. Okay. So you're earning a little bit of yield in your NFT and then a, a little bit more of INX um, as like a booster yield. And then if you use the lepton, then you're getting an even more boosted yield on, on that yield. Well, that's um, cool. But like in, in terms of like staking your NFT and earning yield, no, not yet. I mean, yeah. the closest closest to that, and we're, we're not solving that problem. But, well, there's some projects that are different. But I, I guess lending out your NFT would probably be the closest. Right. And the only, I don't know if Arcade's live, but I know that Drops is live, and maybe Pawn PWN uh, went live. Um, but I know there's a lot of kind of projects working on that. Yeah, because it's, well, I think the problem in the past has been, you know, how do you know the value of it? I mean, all the appraisers always just go off the last sale price and, yeah. you know, off of OpenSea data or something. And we know how that, I'm, I'm pretty sure of the equivalent of a lot of wash trading is going on over there in general. Uh, I think we already, they already said that sometime in the past. But so you can never really, you know, when you come in and, and park, you know, BTC, you know the value or, you know, you know the USDT value. And, you know, when you go into liquidity pools or whatever. So if anybody could ever get there, I'd be that'd be pretty exciting. But I think it's got to be a little bit more bespoke. Like you said, it's it has to be something that's a high end piece of art type NFT that has an appraised value. But, 
you know, what I really, we've had another project that, uh, you know, I like the idea of NFTs as governance tokens too. And I like the idea of burying terms in the NFT, like you're mm-hmm. doing, um, you know, like you said, different, I guess, different profit interests or participation rights or yield or boosters mm-hmm. or bonuses, you know, you can basically do a bespoke deal with almost everybody coming into the platform uh, to give them what they want to get their um, participation. Right. Yeah. And actually I, I have a blog post that's been sitting in drafts for like laughably long because I'm not the best <laughs> writer, but I know that I should, uh, but it's about, yeah, the thought is that, there. and it helps like me trap my monkey mind on the paper and like kind of clear my thoughts a little bit, but then yeah. like I, I just move paragraphs around for a, a, a obnoxiously long time and then, you know, whatever. Um, but you're a perfectionist. The, that's why you're a perfectionist. I, yeah. You know, or I, yeah. <laughs> or you just have too much to freaking do. Yeah. Yeah. Also, probably that. But yeah. like the the idea of having NFTs as the governance layer for these projects, but with and selfishly, obviously, like putting charged particles as a use case in here. The idea of having your NFTs as the governance token, and then if you have another fungible token, putting those fungible tokens within that governance NFT. And then even time locking them, these adjust the voting weight that you would have within that ecosystem. And so it's it's like, yeah. because a lot of these things like Yuga Labs, you know, it's like oh, one ape is one vote and uh, one board ape is one vote or whatever within that ecosystem. Oh, just kidding. Now we have the ape fun- uh, fungible token. Mm. Okay, well, what if, what if you have, don't we want to incentivize people to own like a board ape? a mutant and a bunch of ape tokens well what if you just package those all together into one little package like what and then if you time lock those so you're basically forced hodling like doesn't that show that you're an even bigger fan of the yuga ecosystem what what kind of voting weight should that garner within that ecosystem that's That's kind of where the thought was yeah love really i love that concept and i think um uh, look i think the potential for add-ons and and other functionality that comes with it along with increased voting rights. That's a really smart concept. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at, uh, I'm sure you guys have talked quite a bit about optimism on this channel, but like optimism, super cool idea with the citizen house and the token house with, you know, soul bound, which are non-transferable NFTs. And then the fungible, uh, wildly fluctuating transferable, uh, fungible governance token. So like, well, with charge particles, you can mix these together uh, and maybe it has even more power within that governance structure. So governance as it is um, with liquid governance, fungible tokens, probably not the best uh, like final form of what governance looks like. Um, and yeah. I'm not necessarily sold on like soul bound or non-transferable tokens. Um or just NFTs, but I think you can take these pieces and put them together in a way that might be uh, closer to the, like the final form of, of what this could look like. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I'm actually, I was clicking through some of the use case ideas on your website. This this one on the creator's uh, side of things is actually really interesting to me because I think there's a ton of potential in that marketplace. Um, and I, I like the idea, there was there was one line in here, not only immersive storytelling, but community-oriented games. 
Um, with the idea being able to uh, actually unlock and, and embed some level of functionality into these NFTs so that it becomes this immersive experience for people that buy it. So they're unlocking extra content that nobody else can see, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's super cool. Uh, so so kudos to Mango and kind of the community for leading these ones. But um, we, we had like a choose your own adventure uh, story done through an NFT. So you have an NFT with multiple nfts nested within it and each one you go down kind of unlocks another um, branch of the story uh which is super cool again like weird crazy experiment but that that's what we're here for is like providing that that flexibility for true creativity to do things that you can't do within these other platforms we did this um uh past the particle which um so i i would take an nft nest one inside send it to you you would take that one that's actually you know one within one put it within yours send it to somebody else and we went like 13 layers deep uh so it's fun experience but you know this thing couldn't go on forever you can have like infinite levels of nested assets within uh an nft so it 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 really it opens up people's minds to like hey this nft is not just well not just a jpeg we've been beating that drum for a long time but not just a single NFT, which in all of its forms is is really amazing. It can also have this smart wallet. They can also have NFTs. Yeah. They can also have fungible tokens. They can have LP tokens. Um, you know, whatever you would like in there. That's cool. Can I well, ask a quick, one quick question. Sorry, Brad. If you um, like, I guess my question is, if you nest those NFTs like that, and I'm thinking of those little Russian dolls again. Does the wallet does does the Top layer NFT show all the NFTs in that, I guess, wallet, or are the other ones hidden? Uh, no. Uh, well, I mean, d- define how you say show. Oh, um, I guess, well, let me tell you what I'm getting to first, and I'll probably explain it better. Is that, is there a way to embed stuff? Like, let's say you were, um, you know, had a proprietary financial model that you needed to move somewhere that was super, super sensitive. So you put it into an NFT. You come to your site, and I guess you just add it into an NFT, um, and then you bury that like twelve NFTs in. Can someone see that that financial model's there? Like if they're scanning your devices, if if, if they're uh, very astute with EtherScan, okay. yes, That's uh, what for I sure, because it's all on chain, right? So, yeah. like, I mean, would they be able to see it in OpenSea uh, or or like Looksware or something like that? No. no. Uh, because they don't have an integration with our API or anything. So, um, but with an EtherScan, they would be able to see that, hey, there's there's something in there and through enough clicking, and then you could view it on our app or some other website where you could see what that NFT um, holds, you know? Yeah, because it's a pretty cool, I mean, just for, um, you know, cybersecurity or just regular, you know, protecting your enterprise and stuff, it would seem like, you could add extra layers of just walls that people got to get through um, to get to your stuff. You know, your say your maybe your treasury wallet is embedded deep in, uh, you know, layers <laughs> oh of NFT written Somebody, on a public blockchain. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody well, will know, find it. Somebody yeah. will definitely find <laughs> it. But there are there are ways to. I'm just kind of thinking of a security because I've always had this idea. I mean, I'm sure it's all in effect now, but 20 years ago, it was about storing all the data in the the pipes and all the stuff swirling around. So mm. there weren't fixed like drives with data. It was just broken up into packets and dispersed, data. but you could yeah. pull it all together. 
I'm sure something like that is going on in, in some worlds now, but mm. I always think it's interesting with these NFTs because the other thing I think about is you could put portfolios inside an NFT. 100%. Yeah. So look, if you go to like your, you could put like multiple projects in one NFT on charged, right? Oh, yeah. So you could hold like a whole portfolio of crypto and have it on NFT. An index and, NFT. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody yeah. would really even know what it was. We've, uh, well, yeah, I'm until they were blog posts about this for a, a while now, but the oh, thought wow. of like doing a um, NF, like a better NFT index fund. And if there's anybody listening that's interested to do this, I mean, what you would do is take an NFT, fill it full of whatever like that index should be tracking. So I'm a big fan of like the fluff ecosystem. So you take a fluff, you take a party band bear, you take a, a ASM brain, you take a burrows, you take all of these NFTs and you put them in the NFT. Then you take whatever governance tokens make sense, put those in there. Then you have this basket kind of tracking that fluff ecosystem, both mixed of fungible and non-fungible tokens. Then you could take this to any of these fractionalization platforms. You could fractionalize it. And then other people could have exposure to this fluff ecosystem oh, nice. through that like meta MF NFT that you put together. That's really cool. I like that a lot. I like yeah. that a lot. Cool. One, of the, one of the things that kind of uh, struck me as you were talking about the model for creators where you know there were these multiple levels of, of unlocking is I could see, really see gamifying that, right? Like you do mm. some kind of sweepstakes where um, it's a scavenger hunt. But the scavenger hunt exists in the same in every NFT, but you have to solve the clues to get to the bottom of it. And then some mechanism, when you get to it, the first one to do it collects it, right? Um, so I could definitely see some really cool possibilities with that, especially for, for creators. That There's there's a ton of, of really cool opportunities here. Man, uh, yeah, that's a that's a cool one. Another Another one that's like always been kind of stewing in the back is the idea of a ar nft scavenger hunt whether irl or or like oh, nice. in, in a metaverse but what you could do is like like pokemon go you know people would drop the pokemon thing right outside their shop to drive traffic yeah. there made sense you could drop an nft fill it full of um 10 million dollars uh principal and just have it earning interest through ave or whatever and whoever finds it first dis collects the accumulated interest so the oh, longer it stays nice. hidden uh the more interest accumulates and you can just keep moving this thing around but you partner with the shops of like hey i'm gonna drop an nft ar so you know it's not some like spray paint thing uh but people are gonna be walking around with their phones and the first one that finds it is gonna collect you know Very whatever nice. 150 dollars an hour or whatever so uh, yeah. four hours goes by it's getting pretty good oh here's the catch instead of them just walking away with the money, like maybe we take half of that, convert it into another NFT that's also invested in Aave, earning interest. But that's a that's a gift card that's only redeemable at your store. Nice. We're gonna use this to drive traffic to people and uh, look, you know, they'll end up buying stuff anyway, so. That's a great idea, I love that, that cool. a lot. That's a yeah. real nice motivator with with partners. That's really cool, that's yeah. great. Yeah, so. Well, we'll get to these things. So like, sure, sure. Yeah. So, but, but again, so like, many this hours. Is, this, yeah. The, so, uh, would hi highly encourage your listeners to drop in um, community call every Wednesday. Um, jump in. That's that's kind of low yeah. touch, easy on Twitter. But uh, always happy to hear, 
you know, more and more dumb ideas. Bring them, bring them on. Absolutely. You know, yeah, we'll have to join that. Brad, I want to ask you a quick question too. I'm thinking about this and remember the Chainbinders project? Sure. Okay, you know, they had like a main character NFT and then they had all the story NFTs around it, you know, yep. the weapons, the books. You take like one character and all of their accessories because they were all separate NFTs and you load them all into one NFT here. Yeah, that'd be cool. So be cool. name one of the Lilith was one of the NFTs. Uh, right. But you load her and all of her stuff into one NFT and then they move them on OpenSea that way. Yeah, that's know, very with cool. With all the gear. So that could be pretty interesting. Yeah, what's there's it, lots of cool stuff here, man. This is good. What's it been like um, of growing a community, Ben? Um, well, so, I mean, Rob Rob was speaking about this in 2019. So, I mean, wow. he it was a nights and weekends kind of a hackathon project. So, I'd say as early as like January uh, 2020, he had a Discord open. Um, and like, those are some of like, the earliest and strongest OG community members um, nice. who've been around and fans like ever since that beginning. Wow. So it's, it's nice um, to kind of start, I, I think growing with a community, you're either really solving like a bleeding neck issue. And like you, you have just, you know, super fans that like, I use this product to do this or you do what Rob did, which was really like capture the imagination of a small group of people who evangelize it quite well. And it's like, we're not in our final form of right. where this thing is super, super prevalent and everybody knows it, but everybody knows that. But everybody like, I, I mean, after like this conversation with you guys, you're like, oh, shit, this could be used for this and this and this. Oh, yeah. So like, presumably, you know, I'll, I'll get a message from you guys in three months. Like, <laughs> hey, this is a very dumb idea. But have you thought about this? So it's like, I, I think that's that's kind of the other way. And that's that's the route we've taken. Um, so it it takes time. But, um, you know, it's like uh, it's like uh, the Nick Saban or whatever, you know, it's if you just show up you just keep doing yeah, your job and doing like it. eventually yeah. eventually we'll get there but um yeah we'll just keep showing up and the community is has been there and super supportive from the beginning nice very nice did, did you Go guys ahead. um real quick i just want to do one thing before i say this real fast hold on <laughs> did you guys um <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> did you guys raise any money or are you looking to i know you have a token but i was wondering if you're doing anything on that front because people no. listen to the show too, or do that type of thing. Yeah, on. so we we raised in uh, the end of 20, um, 2020. Uh, uh, but like, I mean, the thing is, we we raised a cumulative one point seven five million bucks, um, which you know, for now, that would be pre product market fit, early stage, like hundred million dollar valuation, be a drop in the barrel, right? But um, no, uh, at, at this point, we're exploring additional fundraising options, but um, uh, we raised in uh, late 2020 and early 2021. Yeah, so that's because I've, um, you know, I've ran a fund and advised investment banks and do all that kind of stuff. And, you know, you're always raising money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or at least, but you're not out with your hat in hand. You know, my, my strategy is always you just execute, execute, because they'll show up. Yeah, you know, and when they do, then you can have a good discussion, and it's not like you starting here. You know, it's like then they're making the ask, and they're generating the contact, and they're making the offer and generating yeah. terms, and then you counter. Yeah. So I think that's the right strategy: is execute. But you know, 
if it makes sense and the valuation's right, you know, of course we'd we'd like more capital so we could expand into these areas. Yeah. But we're not quite there yet. Something like that, you know. And we've we've built up like one, the community, but uh, two, an amazing team. Like uh, we're we're twelve people, and it's a it's a really really good group, smart group of people who are committed to making charge particles uh, into what we all know it it can be. Um, yeah, the bear market's ugly, right? Yeah. Now. Well, we all lived through it back in what was it, eighteen, nineteen? Oh, it was the worst. Oh, me and I, me and uh, my a couple team members, we talk. I, I mean, it's full PTSD, man. Oh, yeah. it goes down. I'm like, oh god, here it goes again. Yeah, <laughs> and here we are. Don't you remember like right from or... all my family? Like, what should I buy? I'm like, I don't know. It's probably going <laughs> exactly. to zero. Jeez, what's happening here? <laughs> yeah, I was feeling that on that Thanksgiving of 2018. Remember that when it was at like 7,500 and it dropped to three overnight. Right. Everybody woke up the day before Thanksgiving oh. or on Thanksgiving, and I was like, holy shit. Because, you know, you're getting paid in BTC and like, okay, you're going to give me two BTC a month. And, you know, which is great when it's up. But then when it's down, you're like, what the hell am I doing this gig for? Um, but yeah, it's like, uh, and then we had a little project we were all working and we had a lot of stuff in Cryptopia. And then, you know, a month after that, then I was making, eking out a little bit of earnings over there trading on Cryptopia and then they get hacked. So oh, it's just Cryptopia, the freaking New Zealand. Yeah, 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 I totally forgot about that. That was like yeah. free <laughs> I totally lost. I, yeah. I, that was like my uh, my shitcoin exchange. So exactly. I don't think of whatever yeah, I ours there too. wasn't very much, but <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah. But then I was like, screw it. At that point, I kind of just threw in, capitulated, and just said, I'm not even looking at this shit, <laughs> you know, for a while. And yeah. then, um, and then you know, you you keep watching, and people are asking you questions, and then all of a sudden, you're like, hey, it's back on. And then, you know, you're back in and it's positive and it's up only. But yeah. People always think that's going to go on forever. It's you know? the, the psychology is crazy, right? I mean, uh, I remember 2017 just thinking like this thing's just going straight to the moon and then having being crushed. And I never left crypto, you know, so I stayed around just and you get to the point where you know, you've checked its chart, you know, it's like. <laughs> Ugh, God, like where where is the bottom? Literally zero. Yeah. Like, or is exactly. it gonna go negative and I owe somebody somebody? Like this is terrible. <laughs> uh so but then you know, this last bowl, it's like up and to the right, you know, moon mission, here we come. This time it's different. Global macro is impacting it in new unique ways, and it's definitely going to a bazillion dollars. Yeah. But um, and here we are again. But I I mean this is where you say one thing and and probably really want something else is, you know, I've been saying like the amount of froth and nonsense in the space. It, yeah. We need like a, a yeah. forest fire to kind of clear some of the undergrowth. Yep. Um, and if there's anybody from L.A., uh, I run Crypto Mondays L.A. every Monday in Venice. Uh, we have nice. like 50 some people, but it's a, it's a good group. But you see the, the like the, the, the group dynamic kind of changed uh, and it's highly correlated with crypto price but like the type of person that comes in you know near the top and you're like i don't are these my people anymore it's kind of a different <laughs> crowd you know exactly so, um, it's an angry crowd <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah the 58 well, buyer <laughs> yeah so yeah yeah for real um so I think if it chops around and stays low for a while, like we'll, we'll start to see some of that nonsense, leave the space and uh, people that are here for the right reasons start sticking around and 
out of the wreckage always comes the best projects yeah. and companies. It, it's, it's always the way it is. And the wreckage has to happen. It, it sucks for the, the people that didn't know better and got burned, but um, it's the only way you're right that we clean out and, and make it go beyond. So, yeah. And, and the flip side is like these boom bust cycles allow for true innovation because money is, cheap and easy and like a bunch of projects get funded that are wild ideas and and those pieces that come from that like allow yeah. for the next iteration and the like of, of of real adoption that's right so, that's very good yeah ben um i'm assuming send people to charge.fi to find you guys is that the best get uh stepping off point to hit like discord or whatever that is the best, yes. Or, awesome. or at, on our Twitter at DeFi NFT. Also, at DeFi NFT. I'll yeah. publish when we publish this to the podcast and and to the feed, which is where most of our viewers are. I will uh, I will put those in the show notes as well. Awesome. Hey Thanks. Ben, are, are you going to NFT NYC? I am. Oh, will cool. you guys be there? I was thinking I about it. It's like the twenty. It's next week, right? Or the twenty third, whenever that is. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm on a I'm on a wedding uh, embargo after this, but I, I've got a wedding <laughs> this weekend in uh, in New York. But, so fortunately, I I don't know if I would have gone if I didn't have this uh, perfectly timed wedding. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'll be there. I'm going to be well, out no your more way weddings. So anybody that's July. listening that wants to invite me to a wedding, I'm, apologies. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> Ben will not be taking any more wedding invites. Yeah. yeah. That's good. No. That's good. Well, thanks so much for coming on, man. I'm excited about your project. It looks, uh, it looks really cool. Um, I, uh, I hope you and your community uh, have, have great success over the next few months, building out and growing and launching the SDK and getting, uh, getting projects engaged with you. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on guys and uh, love the conversation. Looking forward to hearing this when it goes live. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'd we'd love to have you back on another time. So we'll uh, we'll do a follow up later. Sounds Thanks. great. Thanks, Thanks Ben. Tim. It was really Thanks. nice to meet you. Great right, to buddy. meet you guys as well. Take care. Bye bye. Cool. Super That's nice really guy, cool. Man. Yeah, yeah. I like him. Yeah, I really like that. I like the product. Whoops, that's you. No, Joe. There we go. <laughs> oh yeah. There we go. Brad on his little ego patrol. <laughs> he needs all the attention. <laughs> <laughs> Now, very nice yeah. guy, and it's crazy how long they've been around. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Think about when they got going, September of pandemic year. Yeah. The first one, you know, 2020. Yeah, it's crazy. And then we're doing weekend-type gig, hack hackathon stuff, and then yeah. and now look where they are. Yeah. I mean, I see lots of things. You know what I was really thinking about? I want to send those guys from El Salvador and um, oh, good idea. to him and the, the ones in California that are doing the work down there because – they're doing a bunch of NFT stuff. And, you know, part of it was the real estate NFT stuff. Right. And it's another country, so it's not U.S. law. I mean, and I, you know, we talked about putting the titles in the NFT for the units yep. in that kind yep. of development. Yeah. Um, so I'll send them there and then Ransom himself because, you know, he's got other projects going on. He's out in L.A. too, or in Northern Cal, but comes down to L.A. So they can This concept's there. actually pretty cool for, imagine using the time locks, um, as the mechanism for like an airbnb blockchain play where like if you have the wallet it gets you into the apartment or the room or the house or whatever right and and it's you get this nft it's time locked and it turns off at the end of it it'd be a cool kind of way to manage it and sell it right and you've got images of the project i mean of the 
Airbnb, you've got things to do and see locally and that kind of stuff. Could be interesting. Well, so, what if you like everybody who stayed in your Airbnb, they got the free NFT drop. Right. So That's then they idea. would have yeah. so then they would always have that place top of mind whenever they came back to that city. That, that makes a lot of sense. I love that. That's <laughs> great. It's great. That's all I got today, Joe. I can't believe it's one. I know, man. It was you a good chat. Interested. We had fun with him. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, very cool. Like him a lot. I wish I could get um, up to New York for that because I'd want to see what else is going on out there. Maybe you some go, other man. people. Why don't you go up there? Go on up there. Report live from Yeah, I can always expense it back New to York the show. City. That's it. Go ahead. Do that. <laughs> 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 I'll send you an NFT. When do you go? Yeah, when are you going on vacation again? The 27th. All right, all right, cool. I'm actually going to be out his neck of the woods uh, oh, yeah, in cool. uh, the beginning of July. So. Well, you'll be in Ransoms, too, if you're going up Pacific Coast Highway. Yeah. And I know a lot of – are you spending any time in San Fran? Yep, yep. We'll be oh, I know a ton a of people of there, too. Yeah. We'll find some people for you to talk to. I mean, you're of course, you're working on vacation, right? Oh, yeah. Please. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my after all the, after all this time after 16 17 years together my wife's used to working vacations so good for you yeah good for yeah. you well, no look, I mean, she's got me at home every day of her life and uh doing whatever she needs her to needs me to do so hell yeah i know you know it's funny cuz i always feel like i saw some show yesterday and it, it was a oh yeah i watched the mule again last night um the clint eastwood you know he's uh -huh. a drug carrier and it was something that came out of that that was really pretty funny, and it it it's it was about the wives and God, I'm losing track of that one now. Oh fuck it, it'll come back. But I'm like sick, so I'm on tons of Sudafed and things, and it's just yeah. it's funny because I lose the train of thought in mid sentence. It's weird. <laughs> and then you're like fumbling around trying to find it, you know? Yeah. You're yeah. Like, oh, just move on. Yeah, but exactly. no, I know what it was. It was that he goes, um, you know, I've always felt like. Women just want to know where we are. Wives want to know where we are. It doesn't mean they want to be hanging out with us all the time, but they just want to know that you're not misbehaving. Exactly. Okay? And so if you can just accept that, um, then, hey, it's, 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 it's all good. But the joke was in the mule when Clint Eastwood is going off to prison, of course, for yeah. breaking a law, the daughter says to him, well, at least we'll now always know where you are. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> on that note, listen, thank you everybody for watching, for participating. Uh, we appreciate you. If you get a chance, please go rate and review us on Apple podcasts. Um, uh, if you're listening on the podcast feed, uh, this will be out later this afternoon. Those of you watching on YouTube, please subscribe and click the little bell. Uh, so you get notified. Uh, we have new episodes every day at noon and what as well, our long form interview show, uh, which is just mission DeFi. So we have DeFi lunch and mission DeFi. Thank you for watching. Thank you for participating. We love you. We appreciate you, Joe. Have a great afternoon and, yep. uh, we'll catch everybody, uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Thanks everyone. And thanks for the comments. Yep, absolutely. And we See. will, um, well, I'll talk to you later on.